The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the hosts and the guests. Kirksville Weekly, a podcast exploring the people and issues that impact the city and its residents. And now your host, Ethan Gable. Hello and welcome to Kirksville Weekly for the week of March 11th, 2019. We have a great show for you today. I sit down with former mayor Glenn Moritz and Truman student Jimmy Clemens to talk about their plan to open a homeless shelter in Kirksville. But before we get there, let's recap last week's headlines. As we told you last week, Dr. Bob Watkins from the Missouri School Board Association spoke with community members, teachers, and administrators about what qualities they would like to see in the new Kirksville R3 superintendent. The Kirksville R3 School Board has contracted with MSBA to assist in the hunt for a replacement for Dr. Damon Kazire, who announced his resignation earlier this year. Those who attended the sessions expressed the desire to have a new superintendent that could provide a vision for the district, be an effective communicator, and one that would understand the Kirksville community. Dr. Watkins told attendees that 10 candidates had already applied for the position. He expects there to be approximately 20 applicants by the time the window closes for applications on March 18th. Also in the news, Truman State University has decided to close the Dobson Residence Hall due to the decline in enrollment. The closure of Dobson will save Truman a quarter of a million dollars. Kirksville Daily Express reports that the university has yet to decide on whether the four full-time Dobson employees will be moved to other residence halls or terminated. As a Truman alum, farewell Dirty Dobson. And finally last week, two separate accidents occurred at the intersection of the Highway 63 bypass and Highway 6 East, causing temporary road closures. On Wednesday morning, a pickup truck pulled out in front of a dump truck heading south. Both drivers were injured and flown to University Hospital in Columbia. The bypass was closed for several hours. Then on Friday morning, a semi with a flatbed trailer caught the front end of a Missouri Conservation Department truck while making a left-hand turn from the bypass onto Highway 6. The front end of the Conservation Department's truck became lodged under the flatbed trailer, which caused the trailer on the back of the Conservation Department's truck to bump a third vehicle. Highway 6 was temporarily closed, and no injuries were reported. The frequency of accidents on the Highway 63 bypass has continued to raise concern among local residents. This is an issue we plan to explore in a future episode. And now, for our interview. I'm in the studio with Glenn Moritz, former mayor of Kirksville, and I believe the fundraising chair of AM Housing, Jimmy Clemens. Yes. How are you guys doing today? Doing pretty well, pretty well, yeah. Yeah, pretty good. Perfect. We're working hard. First off, where did you get the idea to start a homeless shelter in Kirksville? Yeah, I was talking to uh, the former United Way director, uh, John Dungan. Um, uh, He was in the process of uh, marrying my my lovely wife and myself. You know, he's a... Kind of a retired minister. Uh, so, yeah, he was involved with Homeless Connect, a um, organization uh, here in town that's been going for five, six years. And they do a wonderful one-day event uh, to uh, let homeless folks know about all the social services available. And Mr. Dungan had done a lot of research uh, on homelessness, um, you know, in the area, nationwide, a lot, of, you know, a lot of solutions. And, you know, I talked to Homeless Connect a little bit about it. And, you know, let's get something going. Let's get something going. And they seem pretty focused on their one-day event. So uh, I said, um, 
well, what the heck? I'm just going to go ahead and form a nonprofit board and 501c3 and, you know, start doing some of my own fundraising. And, you know, it's been about a year and a half ago, and it's really, really gained uh, some momentum. Uh, you know, we worked hard on some fundraising for about a year or so, and quite honestly, had a few board members uh, leave uh, summer last fall. And uh, lo and behold, Jimmy comes along. Uh, he'd done some volunteer work with us last year, but... He just got more and more involved last semester. and Oh, yeah. <laughs> in fact, you know, he said, hey, uh, can I do an internship with you? And I said, oh, you betcha. <laughs> yeah. Um, and pretty much uh, fall of 2017, uh, a little bit after AM Housing officially got started up is when uh, I was introduced to Glenn through his wife, Sally West. And um, he pretty much started talking about the issue of homelessness in Adair County, which is something that was brand new to my, you know, more uh, Truman, like academic focused world. And so after that, I just wanted to get involved. I started kind of going to board meetings, seeing what was what it was all about, uh, doing some like little fundraisers on the side. But um, it wasn't until this previous fall that um, we kind of reconvened and uh, really like set home with like goals that we wanted for like uh the truman involvement in am housing and really getting a lot of students on board uh to make it so much more of a community effort so are you a current truman student then yes where are you from are you from here originally i'm from st louis area being from St. Louis and coming to Kirksville for school, what makes you want to be involved in this issue? It's it's really weird. I started doing uh, some of uh, the year of 2017 was when I really got into like more of environmental activism. And so I think that kind of spurred the just the plain activist inside me. And um, when Glenn kind of relayed this issue that hits more close to home because it's, you know, more directly about people people that are literally, you know, uh, maybe in the house right next to you or, you know, don't have a house, you know, but are still in the same community as you. That's really when I was like, oh, wow, yeah, I'm I'm trying to do so many things on campus and like in within Truman's limits, but we're really part of like a bigger community and we really need to be helping the people um, that we we don't even know, like, that may be helping us as part of the community, um, but we're really not giving back to them. Besides uh, the uh, mental awareness of the problem and solutions, why I'm motivated for a couple emotional reasons in that I moved uh, back to Kirksville, my hometown from Seattle, where I raised my five children, a boy and uh, four girls. Uh, and I uh, was kind of on the edge uh, financially. Uh, my son, uh, Andrew, went through a uh, three-year battle with cancer. And uh, sadly, uh, he's, he's not with us anymore. And so, uh, you know, I would just realize that, wow, I, I need a place to stay. Uh, with my resources, we're, we're, we're tapped out and did what I could for his cancer treatment. So uh, it worked out that mother was going in the nursing home from the family home. And I go, okay, I have a place to stay. So uh, that kind of need that I experience gives me more empathy for others. And and I'm really thrilled and privileged that uh, AM uh, stands for my son's initials, Andrew Maritz, AM Housing. So it you know kind of continues to drive me to do things to, to honor him. What is the level of need 
in Kirksville. Do we have a lot of just homeless people in town? Is it a lot of transient that come here and need to stay? Do you guys have a feel on that? I'm sure you do doing this, but what, what is that like? Yeah, it, it, it's all of that and more. Uh, I had a lady, what, five minutes ago <laughs> call us and uh, say, uh, uh, Glenn, uh, my uh, boyfriend just, just beat me up. And uh, we, we've had a, a room for several nights here at the Budget Host, and my resources are gone. Uh, can you help me? I had helped them uh, uh, for a few nights, but, you know, naturally, uh, as I told her, I want to do what I can. to. Well, I'm not going to use the board's money. And uh, But uh, there's just situations like that that uh, come up uh, all the time. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we have a lot of pastors through. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll go to local churches and say, can, can, can you help me for one or two or three nights stay? And, um, and churches will do that. And so they'll typically go to the budget host. And uh, the managers of budget host have told me that churches in total will spend 40000 or more a year. Uh, for people to stay there. And, um, and another real issue is that uh, people will go from church to church to church to Red Cross to Salvation Army. Uh, and, you know, they'll just kind of keep using the system. But if we have one central location where we're assisting the homeless and the church are funneling their, their funds toward us, why then they'll just be one place and we will help them with the emergency stay, with uh, 30 days of job search. And when they find a job, then we will help them save their, their paycheck in a trust fund so we can help them find housing. So it's kind of a, hopefully a complete process. And, you know, I mean, there's many other things like, a healthcare facility that does a preferred family that has drug and alcohol and mental health treatment. They're constantly discharging people and no real safe place to send them. So uh, they've also said, well, we'll love, love to partner with you. So just the, definitely crying need. Uh, 90, 92 uh, overcrowded homes in, in North Missouri, one study shows. Just the, the biggest town in Northeast Missouri, no homeless shelter. I guess that kind of transitions into my next question. And this isn't necessarily about a homeless shelter, but just Adair County, as I'm sure you well know, we have a very high poverty rate, like the highest above I-70. Do you see any local issues or things that can be done as far as like city leadership or even state that could address some of that issue or just like speak about why you think this is such an issue here specifically? Well, yes, yes, the city, county could could, could do more. Uh, I've been trying to educate them through some of my contacts, you know, with the city. And I feel that their uh, attitude has really uh, softened lately. Uh, in, in a recent meeting with the city manager, she she was alerted to some homelessness statistics uh, at a regional planning meeting. So I'm grateful. And uh, you were at a city council meeting recently where, mm-hmm. where they said something about AM Housing as a recent crowdfunder. Yeah, that's right. Um, at the last city council meeting this Monday, they actually mentioned uh, AM Housing and how we just started our online fundraising campaign campaign and raised five thousand dollars the first day and that was uh, from the city manager herself but yeah the, having that support w- w- would be great you know oftentimes there's there's fears among leaders uh you know well gosh does that mean we're going to have a lot more more crime in our area but uh, really, um, one of the uh, attorneys that we consult with, uh, you know, he said, uh, this is actually going to help, you know, gr- crime rate by keeping people, um, you know, out of dr- drugs, out of prison. Uh, people have even gotten on uh, Facebook and Swap Shop and said, uh, please, w- will you take me to prison tonight? Because I don't have any place to live. So it, it, will, it will only help. <laughs> Could you tell me about your process? I've been looking at newspaper articles in the last couple of years and like you guys started in 2017. That year 
KTVO said you were planning on opening in September of that year in 2018. And then we got to April and there's another article saying that you're about to close on a building and uh, we're in 2019 now. And I just read another article. Clearly, it sounds like some issues may have occurred. Can you just talk about that or what uh, what went on with all those things? Yeah, we have been helpful at various points in the juncture. Uh, we uh, we got very, very close on one building, and we were just kind of in the decision process, and someone else did come along and get that particular building we looked at. Uh, so we've continued the process. Uh, some of Jimmy's family have been involved in some, some tiny home situations. We've looked at that, and we've, uh, we've, we've thought about renting. and But currently, with the uh, uptick in uh, donations, why I, I'm much more encouraged to, to look at some, uh, some, some properties. To, to, to buy. Uh, seems like there may be some viable uh, properties that, that are opening up. But yeah, it's, uh, as I mentioned earlier, there, there you know, there were some transitions in, in the board membership. And But, you know, as I look back, not only this situation, my own personal life, why, you know, I can really be grateful for, for problems and obstacles, you know, it just gives us the chance to, to meet those challenges. And again, I can't say enough good things about the Truman students that, that have come along mm-hmm. and helped lately. Yeah, it is really awesome. Just with our online fundraising campaign for the first day, like before we launched it, we had uh, hundreds of students. Uh, I think it was it was well over 300 students from dozens of different organizations um, that had already pledged to donate on that day, as well as, you know, 100 or so community members. And we're just uh, continuing to reach out to more people um, to tell them about our online fundraising, as well as the banquet that we'll have on April 11th fundraisers going on. You guys are building momentum. It sounds like ideally you've talked about tiny homes. You've talked about buildings. What are we looking for? Ideally, would you like property and build or like here's an old apartment building or here's a tiny home? Best case scenario, what do you guys envision for Kirksville? Well, you know, yeah, it'd be great to have property. And, but I feel in a practical sense to start out with a home that, that, that does have uh, a number of rooms that we can, uh, you know, possibly put some, some bunk beds in, you know, and uh, have some division of bedrooms for men and women. Uh, modeling it after the Boonville, Missouri shelter where, you know, they had a real distinct area of men and women. They had what they called a family room where a mom or dad might bring in a, a minor child. But we just feel confident we can fill it up pretty quickly, 15 to, to, to 30 people. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure over time we, we, we'll expand. But, yeah, we had a fantastic fundraiser at Colton's the other night where they're mm-hmm. donating 10% of their uh, proceeds. Uh, we have a, a concert coming up at Take Root uh, here in about three weeks at some uh, professors have formed a band that want to donate their proceeds. It's just been so encouraging the uptick and Mm-hmm. Uh, participation lately. You talked a little bit earlier about how you would run the shelter, and it sounded like it's more than a shelter. It's not just you stay here a night and you leave. It sounded more like support, and you talked about the trust fund and helping people manage and get back on their feet and get into their own house. And can you talk a little more about that and like what you envision as far as I am homeless and I come to you from A to B? What does that look like? Uh, yeah, naturally, we want to make sure that you would be a safe addition to our you know home as far as checking out, you know, the whole record and, you know, no offenses, et cetera. Uh, but yeah, do an, do an intake. Uh, we would want to be a part of kind of an online system of other shelters to gather information. But yeah, have resources, whether it be budgeting, nutrition classes. I do have a background in counseling myself. So, you know, uh, have resources throughout the community, whether it be medical, dental, uh, mental health services, uh, have some voluntary AA groups or if someone wanted to have a Bible study, you know, We'd have to have some nice, uh, you know, uh, clothes in the facility. So if someone
someone wanted to go out and do a job interview, help folks get their uh, social security number, birth certificate, you know, can't apply for a job unless you put an address down, you know, this is where I live, or here's how you can contact me. Just some real, real basic uh, needs. Big fundraiser going on. That's what I brought you here pretty much to talk about besides all these other questions. Floor's yours. Tell us about it. What can the listeners do to help you guys out? Um, well, I'll definitely say, yeah, to start April 11th, you know, for dinner, we're going to have a banquet and silent auction in the Catholic Newman Center. And it's pretty much, uh, it'll be our second annual big banquet that we've had. It'll also be a culmination of seeing kind of like our online fundraiser come to an end and seeing how much we've raised online up until that point. And, um, um, it'll be quite the show with uh, musical entertainment, a uh, guest speaker who's worked with Homeless before. And um, pretty much this is having the goal in mind that after this big fundraiser, uh, we should be able to go forward with the purchasing of a property. And I think uh, this will truly be the transition of just fundraising up into coming have, and having a homeless shelter to actually uh, being able to lay some of the groundwork for renovation, purchasing, whatever it may be, to start... Um, be up and running by the fall so that we can actually start serving the Kirksville community. Where can they find you guys online to make a donation? Online, if you want to be part of our crowdfunder specifically, uh, be part of that money amount, then you can um, go to our Facebook page, which is AM Housing Inc., AM Capital Housing, and then Inc. Capital. And you can go find our donation day event, and you can find a link to our GoFundMe um, through that. Or you can go to our website, amhousing.org all lowercase, and then that has a link on the front page to our PayPal. Uh, college students are great with all this technology. Uh, if you want to save some of the online fees, well, you can simply mail a check to P.O. Box 613, you know, here in town, so we can use, you know, all of those funds. But yeah, like Jimmy said, boy, if you can come to the banquet and sign an auction on April 11th, why, that would be really, really great to, to have folks there and uh, here's some inspirational speakers and kind of get an update uh, on what we've been doing over the past year. Yeah, we'll have uh, posters, signage all around town. And if you have any questions, and you can also email us at amhousinginc at gmail.com for anything or ticket info, anything that you want to know more about. All right. We will link to all of those addresses and P.O. boxes in the show notes in case anyone listening would like to uh, make a donation to this awesome project. Gentlemen, I thank you for joining me. Good luck. Wow. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks to everyone listening. Be sure to check out Kirksville Weekly on Facebook. See you next week. Kirksville Weekly is a production of Sarcast Media. New episodes are released every Monday and are available anywhere you get your podcasts. If you have a topic that you'd like to hear discussed on the show, email us at kirksvilleweekly at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.